0: Tweet at SFM Radio and at Ayanda Ali P. 14 minutes after one, and if you've just joined us, welcome, welcome. In case you missed it, over the weekend, the education MEC Banyaz Ali Sufi attended a church service, and this is what he had to say to some of the pastors. But I also want to come here and recruit all your pastors in Fundiswang. Mwafunen is called all my schools in how the message is simple go back to assembly and pray for god
1: and there
0: must be no school finally you know you go to hotels you'll find the bible you go to a classroom in a school there's no bible every school must have a classroom that at least have one bible so the MEC was at a hope restoration service in michlaring Stadium in Tembisa. He was invited by his friend and colleague spokesperson Elijah Mhlanga. There the MEC called on pastors to go to schools and to pray for the youngsters during assembly. Now I want to know from you, is this a good idea? Will it help to curb some of the violence and abuse suffered by learners and teachers, by the way, uh, at our education institutions? Will it make our educators and pupils susceptible, perhaps, to predatory pastors? Well, South Africa is a secular state. Uh, Will the move mean that we're socializing our youngsters towards a particular religion or maybe even denomination of a religion? Uh, What about non-believing learners? What are they to do? I mean, I'd love to hear from you on this matter, as I. Said, uh, do join us via phone or social media. Our studio line is 0891 uh, 104207. We're also on WhatsApp at 0614 104107. At SAFM Radio is our Twitter handle, hashtag SAFM Life Happens. Our SMS lines are down at the moment, so please don't send us an SMS. We won't be able to hear from you. But all the other uh, platforms are ready and waiting for your communication. Let's uh, speak now education department spokesperson elijah Mtlanga, just to give us a little bit of background as to what the mec meant uh mr mlanga always a pleasure to speak to you hello and welcome
1: And uh, good afternoon. Thank you so much for inviting us to your program. And uh, yeah, let's talk about it.
0: Let's talk about it. Maybe let's start by getting a little bit of context here. You know, it's the Easter weekend. We know that electioneering is in full swing. Sometimes people say things that perhaps they don't mean, just in support of whoever's in the audience, you know. So was the MEC speaking out of turn? Did he mean what he was saying? And if so, what was it all about? Give us the background.
1: No, definitely not. It's, it's got very little to do with the elections, in my view. Uh, this was in service that took place in his uh, home township, which was literally one kilometer from his house, where he was born and where he grew up. So it was natural that the pastors there would extend an invitation to one of the sons of Tendisa to be part of those celebrations. So that's what happened. And uh, as a person responsible for education in Hotein, you would have something to say to that audience. But uh, noting also the fact that there have been a lot of incidents in our schools that have been taking place. There have been murders, there have been stabbings, there have been drugs. All of these social ills that you can think of, they have been reported to have taken place in our schools. So for him, he was appealing to pastors, to people who are in the forefront of uh, leading uh, the re- re- religious movement, to say, play your part, help us deal with all these things. And he therefore said that one of the things that you could do uh, is to come to our schools, talk to our children, hold assemblies, and make sure that we work together to address all the social ills that we are seeing taking place in our
0: school. Prayer during assembly and Christian prayer to be exact. Wasn't that practice done away with? Hi Elijah, I don't know if you can still hear me. Are you still on the line? All right. We seem to have lost Elijah, but this is definitely a subject matter that I'd like to probe a little bit deeper as we try and get him back on the line. Also give us a call. Remember, we'd love to hear from you on this topic of conversation, because my understanding was that it was done away with. And a lot of people were saying that is exactly the reason why schools are in a mess, because they've done away with um, prayer during assembly. Other parents uh, turned around and said, Mm-mm, um, this is a secular state we don't believe in Christian prayers for our children uh, we are Muslim or perhaps we are Rastafari whatever the case may be and to have prayers in school means that you're speaking to one particular kind of religion and uh, not the others and that was problematic what a lot of people had said on the matter but also we started seeing a different phenomenon I mean I definitely know in Dobsonville in particular which is where I'm from and um, we had a case where some of the learners were reported to have been possessed you know there were incidents where kids were manifesting in strange behavior and were dabbling in the occult and pastors were called so you know religious practices it's, it's a very difficult terrain to maneuver when it comes to um you know schools when it comes to the state as well a lot of people saying there must be a difference between church and state um, and there must be a gap between education and and the church and the like we seem to have Elijah back on the line uh, Elijah I'm not sure if you can still hear us hello to you once again?
1: Yes, I'm here. I can hear you loud and clear. Mm.
0: I wanted to find out from you what the position of the department is on the matter. Prayer in assembly, was this not a practice that was done away with?
1: No, it wasn't. Uh, we believe that's a misinterpretation, basically, because some schools do it. Um, I can talk about maybe a school that you know, Raymond Shava, a secondary school in where I've been and this assembly I can mention a long list of schools where this is happening. It wasn't supposed to be done away with It can happen. All that you need to do is to make sure that you don't impose your beliefs on other people. Those that do not believe, you are not supposed to compel them to come to assembly if they don't want to do so. Mm. And uh, you need to make space for other people who want to conduct other religious observances, give them space, make sure that they go do what they want to do. The desire to do that, you need to create an environment where they will also feel wanted and not feel discriminated against. But mm. it doesn't mean that the majority cannot exercise their rights to observe. Uh, practices that have got
0: to do with their religion. Does this then mean that the school must be welcoming of any and every pastor that comes to pray for the children? How are these pastors going to be vetted? I mean, you keep abreast of current affairs. I don't have to tell you some of the negative stories that we've heard about Christianity. Um, So when we then say, let's pray for our children, who is to decide which pastor goes to the school?
1: That's an administrative matter that the school governing body needs to deal with because uh, an MEC or an HOD of a province cannot uh, be sitting to dictate to 2,000 schools uh, which pastor must go where. What the MEC was expressing is a principle that we need to allow for religion to come back to school and for people to be confident that they can pray if they want to pray. They can even open the scripture if they want to do that. However, in doing so, they should be careful not to be imposing their beliefs on other children. Even those that do not believe, they are free to walk away or go do something else so that they don't feel that they were forced to do something they didn't want to do. Mm. Will the child not pray. feel
0: ostracized? Though, uh, Pardon me for interrupting there. Um, if 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 the majority of the learners are in assembly and are praying, and you decide, no, uh, now I am uh, Muslim, so I'm just going to maybe wait in my classroom while the rest of the learners are in assembly praying to a Christian God. Will the children not uh, that child who's abstaining? Will they not feel ostracized or maybe feel
1: uh, left out? No, they shouldn't. That's why we have it in the curriculum. It's not just a matter of society. It's also Mm. something that we teach in our curriculum to say that there is no religion which is more important than the other, and no religion should be given more prominence than the other in terms of looking at them. It's important that they are all uh, equal, because when we start to promote one over the other, then we are making a mistake. But when it comes to religious observances, we are saying that Those that feel you can do it, they should do so, but they need to make it clear to the non-believers or to those that believe in something else. Mm. The fact that now this is what we are going to do, and uh, don't be offended, or if you feel you need help from us, we'll be able to do so. That's what I'm saying. Many schools do this, and they never get into trouble because they do the right thing. All that you need to do is to go back and read what the law is saying regarding this thing. The starting point is the Constitution, and secondly, go
0: to the South and Schools Act. Yeah, yeah. Let's go to the lines. Frank is calling us from Peter Maritzburg. Frank, a very good afternoon to you. What do you have to say on the matter?
2: Uh, good afternoon to you as well. Uh issue of uh, having uh, prayers on assembly. I grew up attending like Catholic uh, school. From there, I moved to government school. In a Catholic school, every assembly we used to have prayers. And when we come to government school, we used to have different uh, religious societies whereby, let's say, Christians, they're having their own, Muslims, they're gathering on their own. Let's say we've got Hindus every Friday, or we're grouping into groups. Then uh, our principal we're choosing each leader who is going to present every Friday to, to give us what they are, the Muslims believe they can share to us on assembly. Let's say there's seven Adventists. We are also chosen one to preach to us on every morning at assembly. So they were trying to balance each religious to take place at the school, to no, not to to be biased.
0: Oh, Thank you so much for the call, Frank. We uh, just lost you there, close to the end. But I think we got the gist of what Frank was trying to say echoing your sentiments by and large Elijah just saying that you know when we open up the environment for 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 all the religions to have um, their say that uh, it will go a long way uh, there is also a WhatsApp message to that effect now that our religions are different to each other why only churches and Bible is what uh, one has to say um, so perhaps we can also answer that how about other beliefs like Rasta uh, is a tweet I think we have covered that I'm going to quickly look at our uh, tweets. I see Mewaha Machuda Apologies if I butchered that Saying I agree with the MEC about Bringing prayer back to schools especially uh, Public schools they can Mix it up with uh, other formal Religious structures those Who don't believe can excuse themselves We can't force feed anyone It will be wrong maybe Elijah Let's speak about some of the benefits of, of Having prayer in assembly We know that you know it provides An opportunity for for kids to really Have a moment of silence For kids to um, interest respect and to to sort of recalibrate they come from different homes different backgrounds you go to school sometimes they haven't eaten uh, you know from home sometimes there was uh, a fight you know at home whatever the case may be but having a little bit of a moment to pray and to reflect maybe that does really just help them to reboot as it were
1: yeah it does it helps a lot because we find that a lot of them they need guidance they need motivation and that assembly is not just a preaching a but it's also a moment for motivation to give direction, moral direction to the children, some of whom do not have guardians or parents that talk to them about these things. So it's important that a school take leadership. It cannot be that schools are expected to do everything else and not this part. And it's important that we emphasize that whatever laws that came into place, they did not say do nothing. Mm. They say do something but make sure that you don't trample on the rights of other people. So it's important that we, we have assemblies. What is even more important is what you see there. We have seen that some schools, they gather everyone in one place and they say, let's pray. You pray to your God or you pray to whatever, so that everyone gets to do it in one place at the same time, but you are not told to pray to a particular God. You are told to pray to the one that you believe in. Mm. If you don't believe in anything, in then that's your choice to walk away or you can stand there and do nothing. Yeah. It's really up to you. But we have found that in the majority of the cases, everybody participates.
0: Yeah. So what does this then mean, that uh, it's it's not going to be a complete overhaul of uh, school assemblies and, uh, you know, a law that's put in place that says every school must pray? Um, um, what does it mean in, in, in practical terms? Or is it just, you know, simple encouragement to say, pastors, we have not said to you, don't go to schools. Those of you who are available, you can start going
1: to schools. Exactly. That's the message that you have not been prohibited to do this. You can do it. We see other schools, they do it. You just need to be careful in the way that you do it. So this was more of an encouragement. The NEC was saying, yes, in my school, feel free to do this because we have not stopped you from doing it, but uh, make sure that uh, other people who believe in other things or who don't believe uh, in a God uh, are also covered so that they don't feel like that school is not welcoming of them. We need to make sure that everyone feels welcome welcomed in the school but also make sure that if you believe, do it. You can still open your verse and have someone read it, and you can say whatever you want to say, having made clear to all learners and all teachers and everybody else that uh, you are not uh, compelling them to participate in whatever you're doing.
0: Hmm. Mm. And and very quickly, I mean, we can't ignore the fact that uh, schools are a microcosm of what happens in broader society, right? So when you have cases where kids are coming and they're possessed, and I can think of one school, you'll correct me if I was wrong. I think it was PJ or, or GK somewhere there, but in the Soweto area there. So kids are, in essence, already exposed to spirituality and the goings on, you know, the occult or church or whatever the case may be. So it would not be something strange for them to participate in religious or, or spiritual
1: matters? It wouldn't. That's why our experience is that most children where we visit, um, they, they will participate in religious observances. When you ask them to come to assembly and you ask someone to sing a, a song the most likely one to come out is a, a Christian song, mm-hmm. without prompting. And uh, before you know it, everyone is participating in the singing. And and it, it it is exactly that that we are seeing, and we think it should continue uh, for as long as it doesn't uh, make other people feel like their religion is not important or is not equal to the other. So those that feel they can do this, they should be able to do it. You are right, uh, schools are a microcosm of society, so what happens in society should also happen in school. particularly if it's something good that is mm-hmm. because That's our appeal right now, that even the violence that people are, young people are seeing in the street, we see it uh, manifesting in schools. If there are good things happening in society, they must also come to the schools. That's yeah. why we want a partnership to be very strong between society, members of the community, and our schools, so that we can be able to overcome all the challenges we're facing.
0: Thank you very much for your input. We've fast run out of time, but uh, what an insightful conversation indeed. Elaine Jamklanga is the spokesperson of the Department of Basic Education. Thank you very much for joining us. I've got uh, some tweets and WhatsApp messages. We'll
1: get through all of that in just a moment right now. Let's dip in and find out what's happening in the news.